Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer podcast. Uh, joining me in the... Oh, I'm Ross Atherton, your editor, by the way. Hello, let's start again. I'll pull that up, okay. Beep! Yep. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer podcast. I'm Ross Atherton, your editor, and joining me in the studio today are... Tim Edwards, deputy editor. Hello, Tim. And also... Yeah, Craig Pearson, news editor. Hello, Craig. And also... John Walker, rogue freelancer. Rogue freelancer, gone bad. Technically a nobody. Operating <laughs> operating under the law. Under the radar and everything. Hello, John, and uh, welcome, everybody. Right, so, uh, what are we going to talk about today, chaps? Uh, all sorts of things. We've got yeah, all sorts of things. Dreams. Dreams portals, and portals. and Americans. Americans, definitely Americans. And hell. And hell. Beards. Uh, hmm? Beards. Beards. Um, we might get onto beards if we've got time. We, we, Can we I just... let the readers hear my beard? <laughs> go on oh that's there nice thank you Craig that was that two was, weeks of beard that is that is cutting edge of, uh, <laughs> of uh, podcast doing um, we're going to talk about the new issue which is going to be out any day now around the 25th of October that's the one with uh, Hellgate London on it we're going to talk more about Hellgate in a bit um, should we do the charts first though Tim yep okay should we do them in, in reverse order? Or in from reverse from, order from yeah. number five. Five up to one. Let's these, hear these it. These are the worst charts we've seen in a long They're time. They're very odd, actually. I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit nonplussed. Let's, let's actually, let's start, let's start from number six, because we can get some good games in then. <laughs> um, uh, number six is World in Conflict. Well, that that's, seems to be doing really well. It's I'm, and I'm really pleased with that. You know, the problem about this whole Christmas period is that everyone slams out their great big titles and the, the, the sequels and the... the, the, the you know, the, uh, the series, the games, you know, Call of Duty 3 and, and all the stuff. But World in Conflict, I think, got out just early enough to get some good sales. It's a completely new series, and, uh, and it is very good. It's got brilliant explosions. Very nice explosions. And um, a redemption story, which I was mildly, mildly surprised about. Really? I thought it was just tanks, but no. Redemption. Got, yeah, did you shed a tear? No. Okay. It's got, got a hot got, community manager. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Let's a not go there. Community <laughs> manager. What's his name? Uh, she's yeah. she's it's Messi's called. community manager. Mia. Well, is she American? That's a no. big no. She's I Swedish. Went, I went to see yeah. Massive when Ground Control was being developed first time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Many years ago, many. and they had this American lady who was their PR, and I fell in love with her. Oh, she was lovely. And now we're doing it all over again with Matt. Hello, Sweden. By the way, hello. We love you, apparently. She's, um, she's a really big fan of PC Game, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, she, did she mention she heard us on the podcast at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, she, oh, this, this is very... I'm, I'm blushing now, We've even though I didn't say it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's at number five? Com- <laughs> Company of Heroes posing fronts. So this is the expansion for Company of Heroes, which I just started playing for the first time at the week, uh, earlier this week. I've been off ill with this, um, this man flu, and I started playing some Company of Heroes. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I kept telling you. You could have told me. Yeah. I suppose that 90-odd percent review last year was a bit of a clue. But yeah, you were saying about um, the Karantan mission, which I think is one of the greatest missions in Strasher Games for a long time. Interesting thing for me about Company of Heroes, it doesn't let up. Old-school RTS is used to let you build up your base and do things at your own pace, attack when you wanted to attack. This doesn't. It doesn't kind of force you, but it, it keeps the pace up really high through like a number of different um, mechanisms. I think it's really clever. It's not exactly relaxing, and I do like an RTS with a hangover. It's, you just kind of switch off your brain and just build up your base, but this isn't that. Company Heroes leaves, um, leaves you shaking. 
yeah, it, it was it was a bit it was a bit energetic for a, for a, for a day off with Manflu. Anyway, that's the expansion. It's out and it's good, right? Yes, uh, rubbish copy protection on it, which makes you sign in online. Um, See, I haven't patched. Banking. I haven't patched my original now, so I, I don't have to do that. Yet. That's weird. The developers are sort of big on not having copy protection. Yes. Relic. Yeah, hmm. they release patches without copy well, protection. Good old THQ. We um, love them really. If you want to play something with the Hangover number four Rail Simulator, now actually I could do that. It's got a route from Bath in it. It has. Well, on, on the box, it's got the Great Western Railway livery on the, on the train. I'm just thinking, that's beautiful. Because actually, the, 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 from Chippenham to Bristol, well, Chippenham to Bath, anyway, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful little stretch of... Oh, God, what's <laughs> happened to us? I want to tell you, if we're talking about trains in Bath, I want to tell my favourite train thing. Go on. Which is, I can't remember what's the name of the stop, Craig, you know. Um, when you go towards Limply Stoke. Is it Winners? So there's a stop down there where you have to ask the conductor oh. to stop the train. Yes. And then to get the train back from there, you have to stand on the platform and hold your hand out like you're holding, calling a bus. No and way. And the train yeah. stops because you put your hand out. Fantastic. Uh, old, old England still exists somewhere. Wonderful. Number three, CSI Hard Evidence. Why haven't we reviewed that yet, Tim? Because <laughs> uh, you've got too many games to review. Fair enough. These it is like, going crazy on the I looked at the charts last week and there was nothing but awesome. The top six new, six new games and they're all incredible. Yeah. And now there's not. I well, know. we haven't reviewed CSI hard, CSI hard Evidence yet, so we don't know if it's any good. It might be brilliant because, all, oh no, hang on, all the other ones are dreadful. Ah, so, yes. <laughs> so. U- using our powers of deduction, <laughs> and that's, we that's, suspect. I'll be, to be fair, actually, I've been badgering Ubisoft about trying to get a copy of this, but um, it appears not to have happened. Well, I'm, I'm sure one's on the way now. It's Maybe it's out. so popular okay. they haven't got any left to give us. That'll be it. They've all sold out. Well, it has got to number three. There you okay. go. Yeah. Number two, Quake Wars, Enemy Territory. Enemy Territory Quake Wars. No, it's Quake Wars Enemy Territory. Well, it's not, though. It is. It's Enemy. It begins with an E. It's, it's Enemy Territory Quake Wars. Well, you can talk to But I have that. seen it listed as Quake Wars Enemy Territory. Yeah. And I think that must be wrong. I always thought they were silly to put it that way around, because no one knows the word Enemy, and everyone knows That's the word probably Quake. why they're trying to change it on the, on the retail enemy stuff. Enemy Territory is incredibly popular online, so I think... I found it very off. stressful. Any, any thoughts on Enemy Territory? I... You mean Quake Wars Enemy Territory? <laughs> 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 well, touche, sir. So. I like the jetpacks. Yeah, it is a very it is very good. Um, As a strong, it's awesome. Um, there's, it's very very complicated, um, but it's one of the few games that, like online shooters, that you could happily just play and not actually shoot anyone, just kind of sitting at the back of base and sorting out other stuff. I do that in Team, team Fortress too. Yeah, the joys of being an engineer, which we're going to come on to later when we talk about yes. the Americans. Yeah, bloody Americans. Hope you're listening, you lot. Grr. Anyway. What's uh, number one, Tim? Sims 2, Bond Voyage. Oh, for God's oh. sakes. <laughs> Who's your favourite Star Trek Voyager character? Ah. <laughs> Very good. Seven of Nine. That's so... I just was waiting for somebody to say that. It's ob- for me, it's obviously the holographic Doctor. He's, he has the same birthday as me, yeah. and I remember that from when I used to like Star Trek. You're choosing character like, what's over the, um, What's the, um, the woman with the curly black hair? Is that the Park Klingon lady? Oh, am I thinking of the next generation? You're thinking of Dana Troy, aren't you? Yeah. You're thinking of Uhura. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Sulu. new Uhura. The, the new Uhura is hot. Yeah. Um, um, mine is Captain Janeway, because I think managing a crew in the edges of the galaxy while still maintaining her femininity. <laughs> We've got to break through the ice! <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to say no impressions. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, wasn't that your uh, Elmo? Yeah, no, that was his Elmo. Very close. Don't make me do my Elmo. We're not going to uh, make you do your Elmo. In fact, there'll be punishment. <laughs> Audible punishment. 
So um, that's the charts. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you very much. I, I feel like when we finish the charts, we should have a little round of applause for the charts. I don't know why. <laughs> not this time. We haven't got any canned applause, have we? Not with Sims 2 Bon Voyage at all. <laughs> no, no, perhaps not. Next week, next time, there will be many more awesome things, probably. Might, uh, Crisis might just be out by the time we do our next podcast. Possibly. We'll see. Anyway, um, so, next order of business. Uh, we need to talk about what we've been playing. We do. Um, and that will lead on from... Hey, there's a new issue out. I think I did mention before. I like to mention these things. It's my job. New issue out of PC Gamer. It's got Hellgate London on the cover. Exclusive review. First in the UK. First in Europe. First in the UK. Uh, we're first at something. Yeah. Uh, the thing to remember is that it's not going to be out until Thursday. And our podcast might be going up the day we record it, if all goes to plan. Ah, well, hmm, yes. Okay, so we won't tell you what the score is. But one thing I want to bring up is the idea of... Okay, one thing we can tell you, it's very, very addictive, Hellgate London. It's very, very addictive. Does an addictive game make it a good game, necessarily? Is, is, are the two concepts you know, so firmly linked? Like, if you, if you can't stop playing something, does that mean it's good? Thoughts? Craig? I'm trying to think of a game that I couldn't stop playing that I didn't think was good. And I can't... Th- I can maybe that... Maybe that means you've got incredible willpower. And, no. and if something just is, is you know, boring you, yet you, you feel compelled to play it, you manage to strike it from your thoughts. Well, I have no opinion on this whatsoever. Interesting. <laughs> the, 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 can I just say, the one game I did play through that I thought was terrible, but I was enjoying it, was um, Counter-Strike Condition Zero, the... The single oh, player yeah. portion of that, yeah. because it was so ludicrously bad. That I was enjoying <laughs> it for that, but I can't think of anything I've actually persevered with if I wasn't actually enjoying it. Mm, okay, John, any thoughts? I'm I'm struggling too uh, because I'm quite impatient. Yeah. And so I don't tend to find myself like even with with WoW, I never had a, mo- a time when I was grinding at it. I always played it until I the moment I mm-hmm. wasn't feeling like it was fun. Yeah. I stop. I know that feeling. I think I think a lot of people felt that way about World of Warcraft, but it, it kind of kept tempting you back with sort of uh, shiny things. Yeah. Tim, without giving too much away from the review, um, we, we talked a lot about this when, when you were doing it, the whole um, good game versus addictive game yeah. thing. What are you, how are you feeling about that? Um, I think Hellgate's incredibly tuned to drop things into you, um, drop ideas at you in such a way that you think, oh, if I do this, I can do that, and if I do that, I can do that, and if I do that, I can do that. And so the whole levelling up curve is beautifully balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of toys to play with. Lots of toys to play with. Lots the whole, of things. The whole tuning, uh, uh, upgrading of your, yeah. of your weapons um, and sort of artefacts is, is, is dense and complex. A little bit like um, uh, it builds on Diablo. Yeah, so. I mean, the, it's built by the former the team who did. Diablo, the three three guys who worked at Blizzard North before they're joined by um, Bill Roper, kind of went off and set their own studio up. So Which is it's flagship. Kind of, yeah, it's a flagship. It's third person RPG set in um, set in London. Uh, lots of kind of hack and slash, just hundreds of monsters to kill all the time. And if you like killing hundreds of monsters in one go, it plays a bit like Serious Sam, but with more, um, but with more loot dropped, really. Mm. Um, yeah, it's. N- well, I don't really know what to say until the review comes out. Hmm. Well, perhaps we can just leave our readers to read it for themselves. You have yes. reminded me, though, of a couple of examples recently when I've been playing games beyond when I was enjoying them. It just occurs to me uh, Mythos, 
which is made by which is, uh, yeah, so Flagship. It's a spin-off. It's a kind of a massive test of the Hellgate engine. Yeah, it's a netcode. Um, oh. It's a really clever idea. They just get you know a few thousand people to do a free beta test for them, <laughs> and a stre- basically a stress test. So yeah. any, and anything they fix, and that automatically fixed in Hellgate. But again, it was it was very um, it was very much like Diablo in almost every way, and in that same way had that strange kind of desire to keep clicking and keep collecting and keep going, even though perhaps yeah. it wasn't that enjoyable. And the other one recently was Dungeon Runners, which NCSoft put out for free. Which is two reasons to keep going. One, it's very much just a solid grind, but it's also incredibly funny. And it takes the mick mm. out of the whole genre beautifully. I don't think people have noticed it. But again, I carried on playing that just because I wanted to get to level 10, 15, yeah. whatever. See, these all seem like games I wouldn't play anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm mostly action. I was thinking about um, the achievements in the Orange Box, where that could be something I would try and do, just not that I'm enjoying it and it's terribly yeah, yeah. fascinating, but I just want to get it. Because I was against achievements when, when I heard about the Xbox 360. And now I've played with them in the orange box, I'm very much for them. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't do grinding, you know. There's yeah. something else I want to um, talk about with regards to Hellgate. Um, and this isn't something which was, was as visible as, as we would have liked when we were reviewing it because of the, uh, the just, just pre-release servers that we were playing on. Yeah. Um, the game obviously being finished, but the advertising, the in-game advertising, whenever you run out of a station, you pass all these... Advertising hoardings, as you do in a in in a real London underground station, but of course these are uh, you know as the game is um, uh, going live, these are now populated and the beta, uh, the, sorry the demo as well. If you play it, am um, I right? Think that the demo ads are populated yeah. now, so you're you're seeing real world advertising popping up into these um, the um, into these advertising spaces. Now, I've always had a bit of a obviously a bit of a problem with with ads in games. In that they can break the immersion, they're they're completely out. Of, they, they can be completely out of context. This is kind of a step in the right direction in that the ads are in the right place. But at the end of the day, we're in a world that's been decimated by the legions of hell, and I don't think that you know the modern day brands you're going to be seeing in these adverts have any place. Well, you say in that a, in, a, in a game of this. Um, type. A Templar. Um, it's going to get quite sweaty when he's fighting off hundreds and hundreds of demons, <laughs> and maybe he does want some links to Odin. To, to I see your point. When he comes back back home to his cabalist little chum, that's what? an interesting point. My favourite ever <coughs> example was Kieran told me about a game he was playing. He showed me a screenshot of a first-person shooter set in Iraq or a war-torn Middle East, and he's running through these destroyed buildings, and there's a poster on the wall for some. War-based FPS game, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this ruined building. When um, SWAT Four released a patch that had in-game advertising attached to it, yeah. um, you walked into a room and there were thirteen posters for fear in one room. <laughs> we counted them, and it was everybody. They were over each other, no yeah. laughing. They just stamped the, uh, the whole business of in-game advertising, and it is a huge and very fast-growing business, attracting a lot of investment at the moment. Is still finding its feet, and and they. They're, 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 the messages they're sending out are overwhelmingly, uh, you know, we, we're not going to do anything that will ruin people's emotion in the game. Well, we'll see, I think, is the message on that. One, one more thing, which is, which is linked to this, and I, I spotted this today. Um, it, hidden away in the EULA, <laughs> not anything is really hidden in the EULA, because, of course, we all read them, um, is, a, is a clause saying how the game will, uh, Hellgate will uh, essentially... Um, it reports back on what you've got on your PC. Um, I urge people to go and read it. I'm not going to read out the actual wording here. It would take rather a long time. 
But if you are planning to install Hellgate London demo or the full game, do have a look at the EULA. It's about halfway through, I think. Anyway. And on that cheerful news. Yes, <laughs> cheerful, happy news. What should we talk about now? We can talk about um, America. Okay. Because we've, um, this first time I've mentioned this in the podcast, I think. Um, is it? No, no, we've talked about it before. Oh, I was away yeah, from last, last podcast. I think it was, was it last time? We, we've, um, we've challenged our PC gamer US brethren. Uh, same company, different magazine. Um, lovely people, all of them. Um, but apparently um, not very brave. They have um, chickened out and used the term um, of a Team Fortress 2 match. Team Fortress 2 match that was meant to take place this afternoon. Um, at the last minute last week, they tried to change the date, despite the fact it was the original date chosen by them. Yeah. Uh, so we're calling shenanigans. Yep. I, I think there's just a, a sincere lack of courage and manly fortitude. We'll say, though, we're really good at Team Fortress. We are, actually. We, we had a really good practice match last yeah. night. John, you were playing against us on, with the readers, weren't you? Yes. John was yes. marshal of the readers and trying to... I was a, it was a constant onslaught against our uh, against our defence. And I'd like to say this was this was dribble. a team of a team of readers so qualified, so skilled at the game that <laughs> at a point where a heavy medic supercharge team came across uh, any of you, they turned around and ran away while <laughs> supercharged. So fearsome. They, they just can't, you know. Yeah, we we're, were just exuding this raw power as we do in real life. Um, I so have yeah, the so of a heavy. anyway, they <laughs> they have they have chickened out. We we may in the meantime be able to arrange a rematch. Um, we a have match. won this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, we basically won. It's one nil to PC they, Gamer they UK, have also known as the real PC Gamer. Yes, um, and we'll see if this this particular bit of uh, of, of, of America baiting can can. Uh, what were we actually playing for? Uh, well, honor, the national America wants <laughs> America accused us of. Um, not debate. Um, just owning the uh, Wikipedia entry oh, on yeah. PC Gamer. We don't own Wikipedia. Well, exactly. Um, and they and when they announced it on their podcast that you know they felt that we were for some reason um, abusing yes. the Wikipedia entry page, uh, then all their readers started editing it, and then our readers started editing it back, and they kicked off Wikipedia this ridiculous war. sort of um, leapfrog of the front cover yes. on the Wikipedia okay. entry, and, and then, and and then um, graffiti some... as well. I think the, the Steam community thing has is, is, uh, caused them a little uh, unhappiness as well. That's something you can't fix. We've still got, what, twice as many members? They think that our choice of name was intended to... PC Gamer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wild Earth would we ever pick that? Yeah. I mean, that's the last thing, you know. Obviously, oh, I know, let's annoy the Americans. Let's call it PC Gamer. Yeah. Bless them. Which, Listen, uh, if, which, if you're listening, guys... Which came first? We, I think it was us. If you're yeah, listening, guys, we love you really, but come on, let's play some Team Fortress and we'll show you who's really the best. Let's move on. Um, so, what else are we going to talk about? I, something strange happened this morning, just before, you know how you, you dream just before you wake up, and they're the ones you remember? Um, I dreamt about buying a cello. <laughs> now, I've never uh, owned a cello, played a cello, probably even touched a cello, or even thought about owning a cello. I play loads of games, I watch loads of interesting TV, and I never dream about games. So I came into the office this morning and I said, guys, do you dream about games? And everyone was like, oh yeah, I dream about games. I dream about buying a bloody cello. It's rubbish. I want to dream about, you know, being Gordon Freeman and having all these, you know, great adventures in Bioshock or whatever. Um, so, uh, <laughs> being Gordon Freeman in Bioshock would be awesome. <laughs> oh, that was only two examples there. Actually, hey, it's my dreams. I can do what the hell I like. Yeah. You know yeah. what, though? You don't actually need to dream about being Gordon Freeman because you can just double-click on half of it and, and there you are. Play the game. Yeah. But um, do you guys dream about games? 
I had a dream that mixed both Radiohead and um, Portal. Bloody hell, that is awesome. It was in the That's same week emo. that both were released. So I was just <laughs> like, emo. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what happened. All I know it involved me using portal guns to get to Tom York computer monitor. That's pretty cool, yeah. actually. That's pretty what cool. did he say when you got there? I, I don't know, I woke up. <laughs> right. Was he dancing? No, he wasn't dancing. He wasn't there, I just knew for some reason it was, was Tom he fully York's monitor. I mean, was he... Well, he wasn't in the dream. I just right. knew it was his monitor, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the sign said Tom York's monitor. Yeah. Um, John, any, anything to add to this? He's looking slightly puzzled and foxed no, and concerned. I'm just remembering. It's just all coming back to me very quickly. <coughs> last night, I never ever dreamed about games ever, and then and last night I did. Um, I dream, World of Warcraft themed dream, despite <laughs> not having played that game in six months. You love months. it. You love like, it. I'm not one who doesn't play much of that game, and I, I seem to remember that I was running. I had to get to a boat. I don't know why. And I was running across this thing, and then suddenly I sped up and was running really fast, and I couldn't work out why. And then I realised someone must have buffed me. Yes. That's th- I dreamt that. That's pretty cool. Were you in Stranglethorn Bay or trying to get to the uh, I, pirate ship? Yeah. I was in a completely much more photorealistic uh, location than Blizzard had just. Was it World of Warcraft 2? Have you dreamt of the sequel? I might have. I, so I have my prophetic dream about a crisis. So Go on. Which, uh, Not very good. No, I, I, dreamt, I, was, I was playing it inside it, but I knew I was playing. I was like a character. Ah, okay. And it was great. It was really cool. And then we got to the big aliens, and then it got really boring, and I woke up. That could be prophetic. We don't know yet, because we haven't reviewed Crisis yet. It's, it's out there, and it's happening very soon. But, uh, mm, well, we'll see. Eh? Let's, hope, let's hope I'm wrong. And it, no, if you're right, yeah. doesn't that make you the new Jesus? Yes, it does, categorically. Okay. Fair enough. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Tim, anything to add to this? I had quite a strange dream once when I was reviewing Supreme Commander where I would zoom out of the map and, and so I'd, it would start um, with me zoomed in on a robot and it would zoom out and then it, that robot would be walking on the back of another robot as it zoomed out it would be walking on the back of another robot so it's like a Russian doll of um, advanced what, what do you think this means? By the way I should point out that here in the PC Gamer uh, recording studio we're, we're sitting on, on big leather couches and it's a bit like being in you know, Dr. Freud's uh, office, <laughs> telling him about our dreams. What could this mean? Well, the cello obviously means you are <laughs> destined for great things. Um, that's how Freud speaks. So um, now, that's how he speaks now. Yes, yes. Uh, good. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we've covered this. We'd like to hear about your game-related dreams. No, um, don't actually. tell us about your game-related dreams. It's as long as they're clean. Yeah. Um, send them in to peacegamer at futurenet.co.uk and we'll read them out in the next podcast. Could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Are you really impressed how I haven't mentioned where else Game related Dreams came up recently? I'm not sure. On a certain website. Cock and Pippa Shetgun. trying to pimp <laughs> Are you trying to pimp your yes. new website? I'm determined to get a plug-in. You're not, you're not, not going to get a plug-in. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't dare say it was rockpipershotgun.com. It's yeah. Cock Good. Well, don't, don't bloody mention that. I'm not going to. Okay, then. Okay. It's not very good. It's awful. It's rubbish. <laughs> Um, okay, good. Uh, so we've mentioned the new issue, we've mentioned the dreams, we've done the charts. We haven't talked about what we've played. What we've played we've lately. Yeah, well... Since it's all the same game. <laughs> we've been playing a lot of, well, Orange Box, really. Yeah. Obviously. I expect you guys have as well, out there in Gamerland. Um, Team Fortress 2 we've talked about a lot, haven't we? We just played it, we literally just come, before we walked into the studio, just come from playing Team Fortress 2, because it's lunchtime, it's what we do. Um... It's, it's, it's so much fun. It's astonishing. I, look, even every time even I as play a, it, even I find as an engineer, a new reason to love it. Even as an engineer, as we're, we're practicing last night on this on this server um, to um, to practice for our non-existent match against the Americans. Um, 
And Craig and I were engineers, and we're like, right, okay, base defence, got it locked down, it's on two forts, so we've got the, the turrets up, and then we wait, and we wait, and somebody comes along and gets shot down by the rocket, and we basically don't really have to do much talk. Even when we're doing that, just sitting there waiting for minutes on end, it's fun. My longest life alive in Team Fortress 2, 32 minutes. I was playing as an engineer on this never-ending game of 2-4, and, you know, I probably killed about three people in that time. It was still fun! How is that even possible? I mean, imagine if you're doing that in Counter-Strike. You're bored out of your mind. But it's still good fun. I don't know. Very, very strange. And on the way over here, Craig, you were saying how Portal is... Did you say it's the... I can't remember how you put it. Most fun you've had since... I don't know what. I don't remember saying anything. I like Portal is, um, Tim said stuff. is my... Just based on my game of the year. Oh, it was you. Sorry, you, you guys look so alike. Sound so alike. Mm. It's my... Um, Deep throaty Scottish accent, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Um, deep game throaty. of the year. Yeah, I can think I can say that already. Really? Yeah. It's just mm. changed. It's changed the way I kind of look and think about what how games could be brilliant. And you, so many developers kind of throw this idea that it's going to be a thirty-hour epic at you. Yeah. You think right, okay, and then Portal comes along. That's an hour and a half, two hours tops. Tells a perfectly executed story in that time um, never stops entertaining you I just think that is a beautiful moment for gaming where that can be as entertaining as anything else I would well I've been saying this a lot but I would be really 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 happy if developers looked at Portal and thought you know what our game could actually use that model as well so Medal of Honor a three hour campaign set on in Normandy or something EA release it as a download rather than trying to get it in the, in the shops let me play that Maybe a new Bioshock level in the same way that um, Fort Frolic works, so it's it's almost standalone. Release that, just let me go and play it. I, just, I love that three-hour model. Do you think that a big barrier to, to developers and publishers doing this is just them assuming that gamers aren't ready for that, that they won't that they won't say, oh, yeah, I understand, no problem, eight quid, three hours of gaming, I'm in? Do you think that they'll just say, well, that's too much of a risk, no, we, we, know, we know how to make games in a normal model, we're going to stick to it? I don't know. Um, it's going to take someone brave to do it, and it took well, well it took someone valve. insanely brave to do it. Um, no, they weren't brave. They they, they didn't have to. They, that didn't have to be a success portal. It was just they did it because they could and because they wanted to, and, and they deserve just as much credit for that. But I wouldn't yeah. say it was particularly brave. Um, but that they they could have used all those resources to get episode two and episode three working. Yeah. Um, I like. I I just think. Um, you know, I really want people to look at it and think this. This could be a way of um, of just getting games out quicker, faster. Me too, and it's it's not going to work in the traditional retail model no. in terms of you know you can't put an eight pound game, a new eight pound game in a box, stick it on the shelf, and make money. You're going to have to release it digitally, plus, whether that's via Steam or somebody else's um, system. Plus, it ends on a song, and more games should end on a song. That was a beautiful moment, even though because I, I I played it in the office because um, obviously I don't have to do any work being an editor, and um, just as I was, obviously I finished, finished the game and, and everyone was, was kind of aware that I was finishing it. Even though everyone else, else had already finished it and seen and heard the song, everyone still came and gathered round and literally cooed and fawned over the monitor as it was playing this song. I, when I, was, I went to Valve to play it, because I'm lucky. Oh, John, I think you just dropped a name. No, it's true, I did though. And so it was, I need to say it for the story, so... I, it was before you could, you know, I couldn't take it home with me, I couldn't do anything, and I just got to the end of this game and heard this song and just laughed so hard all the way through it. 
And then I got back to the replayed the whole last level again so I could hear it again. And then used my digital camera to record the audio of the song so I could have my own hissy recorded version of it. For Did the they next know two you weeks. were doing that? No, no. I kept it like my own secret thing. I couldn't not have that. As soon as this podcast again. goes online, they're going to send them, send the, the men in black. That's right. Such and a and kill you. Yeah, Hunter's going to burst through your window. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter, take care of I found something very. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the cat that also cohabits with, with John and Craig. And <laughs> the cohabits. Yeah. It's like they're living in sin. Yeah, and Greg. <laughs> De- <laughs> Dexter tried to pay rent this week. <laughs> He brought in a blackbird. <laughs> just as our, just as John is leaving, we're like, how are we going to pay the rent? And then Dick does mouthful of blackbird. I think that's his way of saying, here you go. <laughs> this will do. You mentioned the last level of Portal there. I mm-hmm. thought the last level of Portal was very, very interesting because, for me, completely different to the, to the rest of the game. Can we give a spoiler warning here in case anyone's not played it? Um, or are we assuming everyone's played I'm, it? I'm not really spoiling story. anything, but basically it turns from... A puzzle game in which you are trying to navigate through the through the levels previously, um, just in an effort to to escape and save yourself and progress to something very adversarial and actually quite violent. You know, it's destructive. Um, it felt like the kind of situation that could have been in uh, Half Life Two or another good shooter, um, rather than what had gone before. Didn't spoil it for me. Just felt like a different, um, like a very different kind of tone. To the rest of the game. I, I really love that, and I was thinking it's interesting what Tim was saying about wanting other developers to do it. I fear there's there's a danger if someone says, "Well, we're making a two-hour-long game, and therefore we don't need to put, you know, the same degree of effort into completing mm. it." The detail and the the, the, the uh, depths to which Portal goes to to be as good as it is are so immense. And that final, as that final section goes, the the, the progression of Glados, that evil robotic mm. voice, from just a machine giving pre-recorded information from the beginning of the game. By that point, she's become completely homeopathic. Would you like some love? Yes, she's diluted herself down to absolutely trace amounts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then sold herself for money because she's a con woman. Anyway, um, no, she's she's homicidal, she's pathological, she's uh, sociopathic, she's absolutely deranged and terrifying. Sounds kind of hot, though, don't you? <laughs> um, and that's incredible. The, 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 that pattern she takes you through creates an intensity, and in that mm. final level, I think so much of the atmosphere is, is due to that brilliance of writing and that fantastic performance. Mm. I, I think that if you took out the voiceover from the game, I think it would still work. Valve mm. actually accidentally did that. They released, when they released the game, um, there was a problem with some of the sound files they weren't unpacking. Really? So some people were getting to like the last level portal without ever having heard the Good voiceover. I, well, that's fascinating because I was just about to say, you know, I think without that, without the voiceover, it would have worked fine. It would have been a, a decent game, but it would have been just half of the result. The, 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 it's just so screamingly funny. And I, I know we're we're, we're ass kissing Valve again, but bloody hell, it's funny. I spoke it's to the, the woman who did the voice last night, mm. Ellen McLean. See, and I just that, like to say, this makes it sound very strange, John. Like you, you know, you, you talk to. No, I do. I always like, every night. It was a wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> I was trying to get. I was trying to get through to uh, to System Shock uh, people. But right. That would be funny if I could have remembered the name of the System Shock robot. Looking glass. Uh, Showdown. Showdown. They see. Imagine how hilarious it would be if I said yes. I was trying to get through to Showdown. Um, but no, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I want to say she's yes. lovely. She's Good. a lovely, lovely lady, and I just want everyone to know that. Thing is, John, I think that you know everyone you meet is really, really lovely. I think it's because you you come across being very lovely, so they all seem very lovely as well. Oh, so that's literally too. the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. 
I think it was nice the other day when I described you as cuddly. That just makes you sound fat, which isn't untrue. I, I can oh, and I said you had gravitas. <laughs> yeah. And I believe Craig replied, that's no way to talk about his ass." <laughs> no one heard that. Yeah. No, I didn't hear it. I, I didn't. Know. That's a good joke, though. Um, so has, any, has anybody been playing anything else apart from orange box games this month? I've been playing World in Conflict. Oh, we talked about that earlier, though. It's we did. really good. Yeah, <laughs> I think we said that, too. Um, John? Anything that's been, been troubling your hard drive? Yeah, I've been I've been pootling around some some really nice indie games recently, mm-hmm. um, and <coughs> had a look Excuse at uh, Ben Yahtzee Croshaw, who we all rediscovered and fell in love with again because of his excellent. Full, um, Hang on, is that a name or a game? His Ben air quotes Yahtzee Croshaw. John just did the air quotes thing. I did while saying air quotes. I said it, but I can't. You can't not do it because otherwise your arms fall off. (laughs) Um, Yes, he does the. uh, What's it called? Zero punctuation. Thank you. Zero punctuation. Oh God, I just had to say it. I'm so (laughs) glad you did. Anyway, he does those and they're great. Uh, But he also makes wonderful adventure indie adventure games uh, using uh, AGS. And there's one of his that he complains no one ever plays, and I've been playing that. It's impossible to remember its title. It's about four million miles long. But it's a brilliant combination of... Tim's looking like he can remember it. No, I'm thinking this is really not useful. Uh, if a reader <laughs> no. wants to go... Hey guys, are you enjoying this? Uh, talk about an, uh, an unidentified adventure game. <laughs> You're all horrible. <laughs> Giggle. Can, can you have a stab at it? Uh, no, it's a gal- galaxy something. Anyway, if you go to fullyramblyotic.com... Oh, God! <laughs> just kidding. You're never coming on a podcast again. No, I know. I'm <laughs> Fully ramblomatic. Fully ramblomatic. Fully ramblomatic. With an O. Ramblomatic. Yeah. Just search Yahtzee and Google and you'll get there. No, you'll, get, get you'll get Yahtzee, Yahtzee games. Yahtzee games. Get Yahtzee and it'll be fun. Oh, man. We're anyway, rubbish. he made the... It's no wonder we didn't win an award last week. I sh- how dare you? Oh, I should... I shall redeem myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. I shall do redeem myself and say okay. he made the wonderful Trilbies... Uh, based oh, on Trilby's thing, which Trilby's we've had on our disc many, many times. Uh, which are wonderful. And this is another Good. game where you uh, not only do point-and-click stuff, but you also do space trading, which okay. is normally anathema to me, and I'm really well, enjoying it. I'll tell you what, John, when you go back to the office, talk to Graham. We'll get it, we'll get it on the, the demo disc, hmm. and we'll get it on the following issue, um, if there's time. We'll try. Is Thanks. it a demo? I thought it was a full game. It is a full game. but we can nah, It's only Indy. We'll steal it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Only joking. So yes, as I mentioned, we we didn't win a podcast, an award for this podcast at last week's Games Media Awards. Can you imagine why? I, I cannot think why. You know, I wasn't. My I wasn't asked what I've been playing. I'd like to personally apologise. Sorry, before, before okay. Craig does, I'd like to apologise that Peter Gamer didn't win the podcast. Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> Um, what have you been playing, Craig? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Equally, you are no longer. It's just me, me, and Tim from now on. You guys are rubbish. Um, Can I so just say my orange box score is like forty hours at the moment? Oh, the how last, long you've been playing? You know, tracks how long you've been over, over the last two weeks? It's been constantly forty hours, oh, even right. though days have been dropping over off. Over fourteen days. Yeah, uh, it was at forty-four that's... before. That was you know, more than two. It was how many hours? That's what? It's about three, three, hours. three hours a day. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Portal yeah, I wondered what you TF2. do all afternoon. He sits on the other side. I can't see his screen from where I'm sitting. Yeah, but you can see the thing. I, I can actually. Yeah, it's true. I set, unless I say it too awfully. All yesterday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> the smug grin there. <laughs> yeah, that means you can't play Team Fortress. Mm. Anyway, so last week at the Games Media Awards down in that London, um, it was a, a big, you know, very um, kind of cosy games media, basically writers and journalists and editors and. Uh, lots of PR people for the uh, games industry got together, had a great deal to drink. It was actually in um, the Raymond Review 
um, strip bar in um, strip club in in Soho, Classic. which isn't as tawdry and horrible as you think it is. It's more sort of is it quite it's got the it's trying to reinvent itself. It's as got the word strip in it. How can it not? Oh, be that, I, put, I, I, added, I added that in. It's not not called that. The Raymond Review Bar. It's called. Okay. Well, that that implies stripping to me. Yeah. It's more sort of um, or what people furiously doing. What's, what's the fashionable word these days for it? It's um, burlesque. Burlesque. That's what it is. Um, and it was Wasn't all that the fashionable word for about two hundred years ago. Yes, but it's very fashionable. It's again. come back round again. Ooh, it's funny how fashion has come around again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and anyway, so there are all these awards voted for by PR people. Hmm, make of that what you will. Um, but um, <laughs> we were nominated for uh, Peter uh, for the best podcast, and we didn't win. Can't think why. Obviously, they um, listened to it. <laughs> um, See, you're, you're saying that the Games Media Awards are entirely fair. Oh yes. Oh, exactly absolutely. the right decision. I will say that One Life yeah. Left should have won it, actually. Uh, really? Yes, yeah. agreed. You listened to it? Yeah, I've Especially my bit. Absolutely. Oh, that, sorry, One Life Left. I'll think about the other one. One Life Left are absolutely brilliant, and they deserve all the Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't advertise another podcast in our podcast, please. Oh, good. Well, that, that may be the Everyone's case. Everyone's got room for two podcasts a week. I, 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 I. Us and Mark Kermode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate Mark Kermode. Us and PCMUS. Yeah. Um, uh, and there was, there was other rewards. There was... Um, uh, there wasn't a best PC PC games magazine because there's only two apparently, um, but there was a best overall magazine. Well, wish we didn't win. Yeah, yeah, but there was best writer on a specialist magazine. I think it was. Yeah. And uh, Kieran won it. Brackets PC Gamer, which is which is nice. Kieran Gillen. Um, so yeah. What were they thinking? I don't know. Not as good as he used to be. <laughs> <laughs> No, well I, done, I didn't mean that. We, I we do love mean you. Um, yeah. You deserve um, a hug and we'll so, go and drink later. Yeah, so that's nice. Um, he's got a beard now, actually. No he's one... got a frightening He's thing. got an astonishing beard. Yeah, okay. F- for those who haven't seen Kieran's beard, you need to imagine the film 300, right? <laughs> I'm thinking more um, Buster Merrifield from All the Fools and Horses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uncle Albert from Only Fools and Horses. It's not, it's not grey. No, it's but, it, but yeah, but sure he's not got the body of anyone from three hundred no, either. I was, was going to say yeah, <laughs> but the beard from from him anyway, it's just this big bushy thing. That's, I mean, Kieran struggles to keep his kind of half inch short hair the same length, and the beard you can only imagine it's 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 frightening. It's a it's a, a well, it's alive. I'm jealous, frankly. <laughs> I'd, I'd grow a beard again, but mine would be ginger. I grew mine first, and then he grew one, so I shaved mine off. Really? Yeah, that's true. And he won an award. Damn. Yeah. Did his beard win an award? Yes. Frighteningest beard yeah. of the year award. It's brilliant. The quote in um, uh, MCV, uh, which is an industry kind of newspaper, come magazine. <coughs> um, Kieran, there's a picture of Kieran, and it's kind of his quote on getting the award, award is, it's fine. It's fine, really. No, 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 <laughs> no. Now you're misquoting him. He was, he was asked about the awards thing itself, the whole right, event itself. Okay. And he said... Uh, I'd say it's fine. I'd go as far as to say that it's fine, <laughs> which uh, which is very Kieran, understated. Yes. Um, so it's you Kieran ever understated anything? Mm, we yes. can say his previous comments about the awards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that for people to find on his blog. Um, so yes, I was thinking about growing a beard again, but as I say, it tends, it tends to come out ginger or just a big droopy moustache, a la Deadwood. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on facial hair at the moment? I think we is, is it coming back into fashion? I think we should talk about beards in PC games to give it some relevance. Beards to our in subjects. games. Or shall we just stop the podcast? And what time is it? Uh, oh, yeah, we've been going a while, haven't we? Okay. Can e- I, can I e- say email your growing... thoughts on beards and games to PCGamer at future.co.uk. <laughs> 
titled yeah. Beards and Games. Yes. Can I just tell the story of the awesome um, PC Gamer US podcast gaff that we've got <laughs> here? Okay. okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bashing PC Gamer US quite heavily now, but I think a little bit more is in order. Go ahead. Okay, so um, Tom, I shall, well, I was listening to their, their podcast today, and they were saying how about... They were, they were going through the orange box stuff and talking about achievements, and then they came across this one achievement called Little Rocket Man, and they're discussing how awesome that was. And this is where you, you uh, the gnome that, that you find at the start of the game, you can carry through the whole game with you yeah. and eventually fire him off into space. Yes, right at the end of the game. Um, spoiler, print the rocket. Um, and PC Gamer yes, were talking about how amazing that was, and they found this guy on Dig, found all these screenshots that uh, he'd taken through the game and did the whole gnome thing, got the achievement. And it turns out they were talking about Tom Francis. <laughs> yes, our very own Tom Francis. At the top of the post on Tom's blog, it says, when I, the, PC Gamer USA, the, the, the blog is kfj.f2s.com. I don't know what that means, some guy's blog, whatever. And yes. at the top of the post on Tom's blog, it, it. it says, I, I was playing the game for PC Gamer. Yes, they obviously hadn't, uh, hadn't twigged. Just looked at the um, pretty pictures. Bless them. Yeah, bless them. They, they do like to, uh, to use our stuff, which is fine. <laughs> um, uh, we like to help. Um, so anyway, a bit altruistic, really, aren't we? Aren't we just? Aren't yeah. we just? We're lovely. And on that note, smug I think we as well. Sm- beautifully handsome. smug <laughs> and incredibly and smug. handsome podcast. Uh, well, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And Can I apologise again? Yeah. What for? Being rubbish. Waffle. Oh, John, it's the Peace Gamer podcast. It's about the waffle. Oh, okay. Can I just congratulate myself once again on the no? Waffle? Now you're waffling. Um, I hope you'll join us again next time on the PCM podcast and goodbye.